Now then, the anti-terror agenda has certainly gained some momentum following some of the world's recent atrocities, notably the attacks in Paris and elsewhere, it must be added. But um, this was uh, certainly a process that we can say began after the 9-11 attacks in the United States, at least um, the way in which most countries around the world have been forced to take a, a closer look. Here in Korea, there's been anti-terror legislation that's been debated and held up all the way going back to 9-11, incidentally. Julian, let's take a deeper look into the whole idea of a anti-terror law, though. Good yes. Morning. Well, good morning, Alex. Um, the anti-terrorism law was actually pushed ahead by the government um, after th 2001 to reinforce the function of the National Intelligence Service. However, it was scrapped due to concerns over personal privacy invasion. The first law was, uh, or the first draft of the law was submitted to the National Assembly on November 2001, but it was met with fierce opposition from the human, National Human Rights Commission and civic groups, as well as from the UN and international organizations. After that, an amended version was resubmitted and passed by the Intelligence Committee in 2003. And in the revision, the concept of terror, uh, terrorism was more clearly defined as criminal actions defined by international conventions related to terrorism. And terrorist organizations were defined as groups or groups related to those pegged by the UN and international society as terrorist uh, groups. The law brings this counterterrorism operations that were previously spread over the military, the police, and the NIS to one counterterrorism center um, to effectively, effectively respond to the new threats to national security. And the center would actually confirm the whereabouts of the foreigners suspected of being members of terrorist groups, check whether they were funded by the groups, and then they would have the authority to request restrictions on um, going in and out of the country to the Minister of Justice. And when they needed backup for uh, major national facilities or protection of na major national facilities, the center could also ask for military support. So this was the gist of the, the advised revised law. However, the law was abolished during the 16th National Assembly as it was criticized for collecting um, excessive personal information related to immigrations, financial transactions, and telecommunications usage and because of the potentials of it being abused. Yeah. This idea of only targeting foreign nationals mm -hmm. does seem to be a bit skewed, especially seeing as more recently we've seen this interest in IS from a very small minority of Korean citizens, but it goes to show that it is possible. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the 17th and 18th National Assemblies also failed to pass the law, and once again, the issues surfaced after the Paris attacks. Yes, well, the Senuri Party has been pushing forward with the anti-terrorism law to pass it at the National Assembly. Our party leader Kim Moo-sang mentioned, quote, Considering the uniqueness of a divided country and the continuous threats from the North, the anti-terrorism law is a necessary tool to protect the country and its people. 
And he also asked the opposition party to support the law. The opposition party is still strongly denying this, saying that it's giving too much power to the NIS. Their biggest concern is related to the power that will be given to the NIS related to gathering of telecommunications and financial information, that it may be abused for illegal inspection and human rights invasion. Following the Paris attacks, uh, a finger of blame has been pointed at one man, mm -hmm. and uh, he, he doesn't have a name like bin Laden or yes. al-Baghdadi, but rather something that would be more familiar to those uh, who perhaps have a very, very strong misconception mm -hmm. of the Muslim world. Yes. Because this name is Snowden. That's Edward right. Snowden. Um, yes. And his name has resurfaced once again after the Paris attacks because the CIA's former acting director, Michael Morell, blamed the Paris attack on internet companies, um, quote, building encryption without keys, uh, which he said was caused by the debate over surveillance prompted by Snowden's disclosures. And former CIA chief James Woolsey and Snowden said Snowden has blood on his hands because he asserted that the Paris attackers learned from his disclosures how to hide their communications behind the encryption. But their blames seem to be ungrounded because to begin with, there's still no evidence that the perpetrators in Paris used the internet to plot their attacks, let alone used encryption technology. Uh, moreover, the claim that the Paris attackers learned to use encryption from Snowden is misleading. Even before Snowden, the US government had repeatedly warned that terrorists were using highly advanced means of evading American surveillance. But actually, Snowden uh, did not tell the terrorists anything that they could, did not already know. Uh, the terrorists have known for years that the U.S. government is trying to monitor their communications. Mm. Snowden's disclosures revealed to the world that the U.S. government is actually monitoring the Internet communications and activities of hundreds and millions of ordinary people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the thing is, there is an agenda against Edward Snowden that we've got to take into account. There. That's right. But... Maybe there is an argument to be made in terms of blame that's not what you just mentioned, but rather just feeding the anti-terror anti movement. Mm -hmm. There have to be some agents somewhere who do some unpleasant work that's if right. we are going to be protected. Isn't that right? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Let's get some less interaction <laughs> on that. Text us, pound of sharp, 1013 for 51 per message. That's today's glossary with Chojian. Thank you, Alex.